Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. This week we are continuing with our big awards month content. Uh, Last week you heard an interview with our operator of the year, Jason Barry. And this week I want to introduce via podcast one of our runners up. And that is Shane Burton. He runs three Jiffy Lube shops out of Twin Falls, Idaho. And it's a family operation. Uh, His uncle and his father uh, got into the quick lube business years ago. And today Shane runs it. And Shane is a very fun guy, nice guy. Uh, it was cool to hear him talk about his history uh, as a teacher, uh, previous career, and now he implements that in his quickly ownership with some scholarship programs that he runs and helps out local schools and students. He also talks about some of the lessons that he learned from his father in running the quick loop business and business in general. Shane is a very positive outlook. He's a very smart operator, and uh, we're very happy to feature him as one of our runners-up. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I want to welcome Shane Burton. Uh, He runs three Jiffy Lube locations as a franchisee out of Twin Falls, Idaho, and he is a runner-up for this year's uh, awards issue in National Oil and Lube News Magazine. Welcome, Shane. How are you doing? welcome doing great nice to speak to you nice to speak with you as well and um i thought we'd just start out to get to know you a little bit if we could and uh tell me a little bit about the history of your operation i know it's a family business and and kind of how you got into it yeah it is uh it is a family business it started uh, obviously at the beginning when they were q lubes and uh pen tent and uh, my uncle, Ross Burton, is who kind of drugged my, well, and literally drugged my dad and myself into the business. Um, he uh, was an accountant with Quaker State. And when they decided to switch everything to Jiffy Lubes, um, Ross decided to get into the franchisee business. And my father had just retired from the sporting goods business. He was a kind of a sales rep for archery, camouflage, bows. And um, he'd retired and he'd been retired two days. And Ross called him and said, would you want to get in this? Hmm. And he said, of course not. (laughs) And uh, next thing you know, he's in it. And I was a teacher at the time. um, And um, so I just kind of, you know, fell into it because my dad and I were, and Ross were kind of all best of buds. We were hunting partners, fishing partners. And so I, in the meantime, would work in the stores. So I would learn, let's say, pit. And I would work pit for four months in the summer when I wasn't teaching or three months and then mm-hmm. go back to teach it. And then I got into coaching quite a bit. And so I could only do it, you know, a month or so at a time because I had football camps and I was helping Boise State University with it, running their camps when Coach Peterson and Coach Hawkins were there. And I was big into the coaching scene there for a while. And, um, but I'd always come and work in the stores when I had free time. And that's how we kind of got into this whole thing. And it ballooned. You know, with Ross, um, we ended up with a bunch of different stores in Idaho, and we've sold some. And, you know, right now we just mainly focus on uh, Idaho Falls and Twin Falls, Idaho. And then we had 
a bunch of stores in Oklahoma with Pat Moore and Greg Moore, who are over there. And uh, we've kind of separated those. And now it's just really um, Ross has kind of stepped out. And unfortunately, my father uh, passed away last October 24th due to COVID. And so now I'm left with Twin Falls and one of my friends who's been with us from the beginning, Dave Shelley is in Idaho Falls and, um, and we run these seven stores mm-hmm. and I focus on the three in Twin Falls, Idaho. Awesome. Um, so I definitely sorry to hear about your father passing and we talked about that in our interview and I thought it was really great that uh, I asked about maybe what was the top lesson you took away from him in, in your operations today. And uh, pretty much a timeless lesson. The first one you gave me was, uh, if you don't have a clean story, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> one of the things, you know, my dad would always, uh, he he was, and I am too. Well, I'm at the store right now as we speak, one of them. And uh, it's, we're not hands off manager type mm-hmm. people we're here every day and we're talking with crewmen every day i took a guy that one of my crew members that was off yesterday i called him up and took him to lunch and um you know just to keep him in the loop and know what's going on and know we're approachable sure. but you know fairly firm too you know um you know we expect a lot out of our managers and that's one thing i learned from my dad too is the managers get paid the most. It's their store. They better take pride in it. And, you know, he instilled that in our managers. And we have some that have been with us. My area manager now, his name's Kalen Williams. He's been with us since, well, he was actually working as a 16-year-old in the Q-Lube when we bought him. <laughs> wow. So that's how long he's been with us. Yeah. And, um, and I couldn't do anything without him. I mean, he's my right hand man. And, and, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, which in this day and age is getting harder and harder. But yeah, my dad instilled a lot of things like that. You know, he was born in 1937. So he was, he was from the old school of life. And, Mm -hmm. um, but watching him, you know, even at an age develop into, uh, you know, compassion and different ways of doing things. And he was always open to my ideas with extracurricular, with community. He was always like, let's do it. And whether it was with the food bank or whether it was with what we're doing now with schools. Yeah. Yeah. Great segue. And uh, I just do want to reflect that, that hard work that you guys clearly put into your people and your operation, but uh, it's not all hard work. There's some community service aspects to running the business and, kind of helps you stand out in your community. And that is one thing I wanted to bring up was that you guys run like a, an essay contest sort of thing with the local schools that uh, you had worked in. And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we had talked about this with um, our marketing group. And I, you know, being a teacher, I always had, you know, special things with discounts for teachers. And I'd go around to the local schools back in the day and I would always give them, you know, um, whether it was a janitor, secretary, teacher, student, they always had a special discount in our stores. Cause I know that life and I, I was in it for so long, well, 13 years. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know, you know, what they sacrifice and I know 
how enjoyable it was too. I do miss it. Um, I still have students that I text with that are grown with their kids now. And um, so I do miss that, that world. And, um, but what we came up with was a contest where, you know, there's always scholarships that kids can get. We wanted to create one and it was called what drives you is kind of the main thing. And it doesn't have to be about cars and oil industry or anything we're involved with. It can be whatever drives you and just having a passion for something. Mm -hmm. And so students um, through their counselors and the Magic Valley here, which is Twin Falls, Jerome, Gooding, there's a bunch of towns that surround us. We're actually a fairly small community. Um, All the counselors got together and they, they promoted our, our scholarship program and the students would write essays And then we would go through and grade the essays and I was the final decision and I would read through them and check it. My mother was the head of the English department and a teacher for 35 years. So um, I would check it for punctuation and check it for grammatical. Oh, wow. And so it's fairly, yeah, I'm like, if you're going to do this, do it right. And (laughs) and so then we would pick out uh, certain ones that we thought uh, fit the bill and answered the question and, you know, conveyed their message. And then what they had to do is they had to film a video and that was the cool part. So we'd get all these videos in of our finalists. And then from there, comparing the paper with the video and how well the whole thing was put together, we had winners. And But anybody that really sent in a video was a winner because we made sure they, they kind of all got some type of scholarship. But first place, you know, gets the gets the big prize. And, mm-hmm. and then we also did it with the school. So if a school like Twin Falls put in the most applications, we gave them $500. And, um, and then any other school got a smaller sum, but it was, it was, it's a kind of a cool program. And, and and we really enjoy it. The students do, and we've been doing it for a little while now. And we've also parlayed that into um, working with the driver's ed programs around here. And, um, so anybody that's getting their license through driver's ed programs gets a special VIP card from Jiffy Lube huh. from us. And when they show up at our store the first time and they present that coupon or that VIP card, we do a little more than a, just an inspection and so on and so forth. We go through their car fully. We pull data from that car, any common known problems that they're going to see with that car. Mm-hmm. And we, we give them a phone number to call anytime, day or night, if they have a problem. Yeah. And, and so it's a little bit, you know, obviously it's business, but it's also there, there are customers and we want them to know from the very beginning that we're going to take care of them. And and so, yeah, we have a few programs like that that are going on with the education, and we're really proud of them. Yeah, and with programs like that, you know, you run three locations in a relatively small market. Um, does that, uh, you do those community service projects like that, does it really help the visibility and the kind of, uh, I guess, it friendly does. image of you your know, business? Yeah, it's funny, um, you know, because I'm exposed to not only the stores we have here, but Idaho falls. And then even with Oklahoma, I'm still involved with 
because I've known them for so long. And they're all different beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, Twin Falls is a small community. Idaho Falls, a little bit bigger. And Tulsa, quite a bit bigger. And we, you know, obviously running the numbers on household income, disposable income, you can definitely see that in what goes on with dollars over base and other services and stuff. But past the business side of it, the community side of it's a little bit different. You know, we have repeat customers at our stores in Twin more than, I mean, it is crazy. I mean, we know these people by name. Sure. And, and so, bread and butter. I mean, you got to have those. Yes. The bread and butter. And, um, and that's where it's a little bit different than running a store in, a, in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. In Tulsa, it's it's a big city, and it's a little bit different on the sales part, and that really correlates to the environment, the household income, disposable income, all that kind of stuff. And in Twin Falls, those little community programs like that go a long ways because a lot of times people see Jiffy Lube or you know whatever a McDonald's, and they see, hey, that's a big corporation, mm-hmm. and we try to really tell them we're not a big corporation. We're locally owned. We're locally operated. We're a family business. That's really what we are. And I think if, and that's what we try to do even in Tulsa, it's we're, we're just a a group of people and it's not a big corporation running this Mm -hmm. and we're here every day. So if you have a problem, I'm here you know, yeah. come talk to me. And, and, you know, half the people that come in here know of me or some in some form or another. And, and that's, what's different about having a smaller location like Twin Falls is compared to a big city. The community is really big. And so um, your influence does go a long ways with the community. For sure. So uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, this is the second time I've interviewed you. The first time was for the magazine story. And every time I go into a second interview with somebody, I always think like, man, there's a there's a question that I should have asked the first time around. But I'll, I'll have my opportunity to ask it now because it draws on your uh, experience as a teacher, which is really just like the, the best boot camp to be a manager of people. Um, so I was curious oh, yeah. if you could draw. <laughs> Uh, a parallel between your time as a teacher and and how any skills you learned uh, doing that has served you well in your current role. You know, it, it it's it's similar, very similar. You're once you're a teacher, and it doesn't matter if you're in education or not. Some people are born teachers, mm-hmm. and I've had actual managers and people that are they're born teachers, and that never leaves you. You go through that your whole life teaching people, and. Um, it's interesting how similar teaching a classroom organization, having the right message really responds not only in a classroom, but also in a business setting. And we all know in business that, you know, it's a big giant capitalistic wheel you're pushing that it's, it's slow to start and slow to stop. Mm -hmm. And, and so you, if you don't have the right people pushing in the right direction, there's your first problem. And, and I relate this more to coaching than I do teaching, but when you're coaching football, you know, you can hide certain weaknesses here and there, but if you're not having an overall team goal going in the right direction, you're going to have a problem. Same thing applies with business. If you don't know where you're going, if you're not one step ahead, you're behind. 
And we try to look at it that way with everything. And that's why we were one of the first Jiffy Lubes to have film everything. We've been doing that since the get-go. Since we ever took over, we put cameras on bill out, greet, pit, courtesy, everything. Mm -hmm. So we can use it not only for training, but for protection and all that relates. And then we have manager meetings all the time. Um, But not only that, we, I'm, I was just down with the crew right before this call. We were talking about how to do things better and what are we missing? And we try to coach them up or teach them all the time. And they respond well if they know you're invested. And, and that's really what it is. Same thing in a classroom. Kids believe in you. You believe in them. Um, they'll do anything for you. Absolutely. And those are great things to think about for owner operators, whether you're on a uh, managing one shop or, or managing 20. Um, you got to exactly be able to convey your, your goals and your plans and kind of capture the uh, attention and um, the anticipation of your crew and, and get them to follow through. You're not kidding. And, you know, I can't do it all myself. That's why Kalen is so huge in what I do and my managers, because they have to be my back when I'm not there. They have to be following through with what I believe and, and put their own twist on things. That's great. Just tell me what's going on. And, and that communication part is so big. For sure. Well, uh, I think we'll, we'll probably leave the interview there uh, with you, Shane, but uh, I encourage everybody out there to check out the story of Shane and his operation in the September issue of the magazine in our awards feature section. And um, I, I just appreciate your time. Thanks for working with me initially on the story and thanks for coming back for this podcast. Oh, not a problem. Thanks for everything you do. Absolutely. And congratulations again. Thank you very much.